I think I that's the right. worst thing that you can do is to count out Napoli. What is up, everybody? And welcome back to the IFTV podcast. It has been a little while. Took a little break uh, after I was in Italy for, for a couple of weeks. Um, now we're back. And we've got Peter with this, I don't know what kind half of mustache, goatee this goatee. is. Where did the try, I want to do something different. When you can't really do much on top, you got to try to play around down here. <laughs> no, I like I like a full. I know beer I fan. had it, but then you know you want to just change it. Change it up. So the goat. Tea, we're gonna, right? I'm gonna do a do a mic, a mic. Are you stash. making fun of me or something? <laughs> no, no, it's got that's the Neapolitan style. If that's people, a Neapolitan. If style? you go to Naples, a lot of guys they wear that type of goatee. I was the in Naples and I did not hair. see anyone. The yeah, yeah, yeah. Where'd you go to Naples? Come on. I went to all the places that you recommended me to go. We have to welcome. Our uh, our new guest. Yeah, we've got Marcella. Hi guys. Huge Hi Marcella. Fan, right? Hi Marco. Hi Peter. Hi what's Mike. up? What's up? Did you? You're, you did she you hear what he said? I already yeah, started yeah, off yeah. with. A, I said a huge uh, Inter fan, right? Oh no. Man. No. What fan are you? Come on, this. There we go. Ascoli. What's up, Marcella? What's up, Marco? How are you? Thanks for having me on. It's been it's been too long. I know, too long. We we always see you. You always go on uh, Giuseppe's YouTube channel. You go everywhere, but but IFTV. We ask you all the time, and you never want to come. You never ask me, Marco. I ask you. I think we I ask her know. all the time. I always say, and you always said she she keeps saying no. Yeah, she I know. On a different pot, and I was like, I that's know. weird. Maybe she, she had to wait for a for win. Us. I had to wait for a win. I got it. Uh, and we had a couple here. of seasons. <laughs> <laughs> I know we we've got the we've got the the big debate over here. I, I know you were nervous with this this setup with uh with Juventus and Inter in the in the final together. Peter's not nervous. <laughs> What is, what's there to be nervous about? We interrupt this podcast because we have a word from our premium sponsors of IFTV. The reason why we can do this for such a long time, they're sponsoring for the entire year, the entire season. Paramount Plus is your home to watch Serie A in the United States. You get Champions League, Europa League, everything. Conference League, Copa and Italia. What, what makes me Serie very happy, Mike, and we mentioned this before, we have pre-match, halftime, and post-match coverage that is constantly on. Uh, we've got me, we've got Mike Grella, Bonetti, Dre Cordero, Papi, sometimes even Bobo Vieri, who was on live Incredible. from the San Siro. We even had somebody from Venice who was on a boat traveling, showing us and documenting the beauty of Italy. Because if there's one thing I know, is that Italy is the most beautiful country in the world. It seems like Paramount Plus agrees because they want to show that, they want to broadcast that. Guys, the link in the top of our description Check it out, guys. is Paramount Plus com slash IFTV. I think you still get a free month if you go right now. Don't even wait till tomorrow. Make sure you subscribe. I think my dad told me that dude, if you subscribe for 12 months, it's you under get it even five, cheaper. Yeah, under it's $5. Dude. This is the, probably the best investment I've made for cultural because there's just so many competitions that you can get. Uh, getting Paramount, it pretty much quenches my thirst of uh, cultural. How are you not going to watch the European games? You're not gonna, uh, how are you not going to watch Serie A? How are you not going to watch the Supercopa, the, the incredible Supercopa? Even if you like culture, but you also like shows, you like movies. They have amazing movies, new movies, new shows. They have a lot of stuff going on. And of course, 2022 is going to be an even bigger year for Paramount. They're doing a lot more stuff. And they're just so ingrained, I, th I think, in this culture. And it's only going to get better from here. The one theme that we have during this entire podcast, as we were mentioning before, is that don't judge where we are right now, right? We said the coaches, like, you know, they need time. Slowly but surely things with, with Paramount, the coverage is going to get bigger. It's going to get better. better yeah. 2022, the ideas and the, the things that they want to do going to Serie A and, yeah. and, and building around the coverage is even bigger and better. So look at the roots. They're healthy. They're they're thriving, and and I think and that growing. we're gonna we're gonna get to a really awesome place. But it's all thanks to Paramount Plus. Uh, we appreciate them for sponsoring IFTV, guys. If you enjoy our show, it's all thanks to them. It's thanks to them that we're able to put this on. So help support them. Link in the top of our description. Go get it. And back to the podcast. We were here for streaming the um, the Coppa Italia semifinal match, and I was a little disappointed in Milan. I'm not gonna lie. So I expected more of a fight on that. But other than that, pretty good. Pretty good. Greek Easter's coming up, so it should be... When is it? A week? Two weeks after? It's a week after Catholic, so... Next week after. This Sunday. Sunday. Next week, this yeah. Sunday. Oh, are you guys going to be Good Friday tomorrow. Lamb, yeah, that's a pig. plan. That's a plan. Do we get Suckle an invite? Pin, Absolutely. Do we? Come, come to Jersey? Not Jersey. Jersey. Yeah. Just invite us, maybe. Of course. And then we'll come. And he said, oh, we got to check if Serie A games that day. There are. 
There's uh, Lazio Milan. I'll bring the Uzo. There's a there's a lot yeah. of there's a lot of Uzo. games this weekend. Uzo, yeah, big game. Lazio Milan. So Peter, yes. we uh we had we had Coppa Italia. We'll we'll talk about we'll we'll go over Serie A. We'll talk about the 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 Campionato. Okay, how the Scudetto race went, top four and relegation, which the relegation battle looks pretty good. Coppa Italia. How'd you feel about going to the final three zero win over Milan? Looked easy on paper. Sure, I mean it looked easy, but I think any anybody that watched the game. Could have saw you know could have seen that this game could have went could have gone sour uh, at that point where that two one went in. But we'll start from the beginning. I think um, it was very important for Lautaro Martinez to finally come up big in in a big game. I think you know he's he's been too inconsistent this year. Um, you know there is uh, I don't know if there's added pressure with Lukaku leaving, but definitely it was this year that he was supposed to really take the reins of this Inter team up top. And although he's put up decent numbers, definitely not, you know, the numbers that I would have expected given the fact that he was supposed to be that leader of this Inter team. And given the fact that Inzaghi um, plays an attack-minded football, um, I was expecting at least 20, 25 goals, you know, easily. Um, that's a big that's expectation. That, that, yeah, you know why, goals from him. I'm sorry, but that's you know lot, he's dude. he's the number nine for Argentina. Okay, he's he's supposed to be the Inter's top you know player. Think about it. He's supposed to be the top player for Inter. You know, uh, up until recently, a lot of the top teams, Barcelona, they were all interested in him. Now it looks like there's renewed interest. There's there's rumors and whatnot. So listen, I, I don't think 2025 goals is is a he just scored two goals. Why are you being negative? I'm just saying. I'm just talking. I'm just talking about right now. No. No, but what I'm trying to say is that you know it was important for him to come out and, and score those better. goals. I have high I expectations agree. for him. And uh, you know when you got, when you have to be the the top striker for Inter, you have to put the, the ball in the back of the net. Okay. That being said, okay. he <laughs> has been. <laughs> that being said, with all due respect, with all due respect, uh, those are his two these lines. These are, by the way, these are you know looking towards Serie A. Five, right? We have five games, six games now with Bologna. Finals. And he has to step up and he has to score in all the games. Let's put Be it Be careful that with that Bologna game. Oh, yeah, I know. But uh, things are looking good right now. So let's see what happens. How did things turn around? Because a couple I, of weeks ago, I was talking to you and you said, oh, I've been telling you guys the entire time the Scudetto was not done. You started oh, feeling this, negative. Oh, this, I heard what you were saying about Inzaghi. Now, so even, things have changed. Even right now, I mean... Like she said, the game versus Bologna, that's still a game that you have to win. Obviously, with the, the amount of points that we have, it's in our destiny. But, you know, you have tricky games. You know, I think this year in particular has been a very abnormal year. So we've seen a lot of historic upsets. And then, um, you know, Inter, I think last month or within two months or so, they had very, very difficult games where you had, you know, the Champions League games, two very important games versus Liverpool, um, the game versus Milan, Napoli. So a lot of games in quick succession. I think the team just physically, but more importantly, mentally, really got exhausted and it took a toll. But I also said uh, you weren't here when we had Antonio all giddy and and, <laughs> and, and happy that Milan were, were ahead by five points. You know, he made us all predict how many points each team is going to to get and and i truthfully said from from there and even from a little earlier i said there's going to be games there that you think are, are for sure wins and all these teams are going to be dropping because i think it's since january if not if i'm not mistaken that all three teams inter milan napoli have haven't won a game all together yeah. in one league and that's not the usual for the past 15 years when we've seen, you know, Juventus dominate and win every game. And then before that, Inter dominate and win every game. So it's a little, uh, it's refreshing, I think, to say um, that Inter Milan are going to go head to head to the la very last day. That's what, how I see it. And don't be surprised if Napoli stays in there because Inter have a tough game versus Roma and Milan have a tough game versus Lazio. So if there's points dropped, Napoli right back in. So we cannot, you know, uh, look at it in a journalist perspective. And what I mean by that is journalist perspective, Inter loses, end of the world. Inter win, oh, they're going to be the Scudetto favorites. 
doesn't happen that way. Mm. There's 38 games. Let's see what happens till the end. Hmm. What do you think about Inter? I think the only team that could take the Scudetto away from Inter is Inter. They're basically, you know, they're in this for the long run. And the Scudetto come down, comes down to the team that makes the least amount of mistakes. And, you know, for a while that was looking like Naples. For a while that was looking like Inter. But, you know, like Peter said, since January, it's been a little bit of a ping pong. I agree with that. I think it's in your hands. It's in your hands. Huh. I mean, it, technically it, it is, hands. but also just your team is is the best one. But at the end of the day, you're you're finally getting your strikers to start to, to perform. Yeah. I think that's the biggest thing. The momentum is shifting. But even the way that we're playing, we see chances being created and chances finished. I think okay, yes, it's in our hands, but we 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 miss out on one game. All of a sudden, we're not in in. Uh, it's not in our hands anymore. If we lose next week. All of a sudden, it's in Milan's hands again. So it's not like you say we have two games at hand or we have, you know, three to, to five points to play with. I think it's going to come to the end. I don't see Inter, um, you know, they have, I, I really think that they can drop points versus Roma, especially the way that Mourinho has this Roma team playing. Maybe not necessarily that you lose, but I would not be uh, astonished if Inter were, were to tie the game. I really wouldn't. Then I think also, Right there and then, you know, Milan playing after the next day versus a Lazio. If Inter do drop points, there is a little bit of a motivation there um, for them to to get the full three points. But now, when the when the perspective changed, when it was in Milan's hand to win the Scudetto, I feel like a lot of people's mind changed on who could win it. But now I don't know if the table turned again since it's in Inter's hands now and saying, oh, now Inter's, it's Inter's to lose, you know? Because I don't know, Marco, I don't know if you were on that podcast, but when it was in Milan's hand, we we're all saying we think... Milan. I saw some clips. Yeah, I we, saw you we guys. think we think Milan could do it now. It's in their hands. I uh, think you guys exaggerated a little bit. Maybe we exaggerated a little there bit. Were very, a lot of excitement. But well, after whatever, Milan dropped a, a few points. Does that really take them out for saying? They're not. They're not going to win it now. If you That's notice, uh, Milan, even within the last month, they've been playing poorly. Defensively, yeah. solid, but offensively, Except they scored one goal a game. Like they had very, very tight games. So when you see that, there's, a, there's not that, not that there's. They have Ibrahimovic, right? But Ibrahimovic hasn't been able to step on on the field. Yeah. So like he has the the ability and the power to to motivate his players and keep them to the highest standards. But unless he's on the field that's a, that he's able to score, they're lacking that presence on the field. And I feel that this Milan team, you know, aside for the Ibrahimovic and the Giroud, a bunch of young guys that don't have experience winning in, in this uh, campionato. So that's the only difference that I see between this Inter and Milan team. Although we're, we're missing that Conte or Conte effect, you know, we have players on this team that have done it before. They know what it takes to win the Scudetto. And that mentality is very, very important when you come to this later stage of the of the season where the pressure is on you and you have to be able to, to uh, you know, perform at the highest. The biggest difference is that, yes, Milan's, I agree with you, Milan's defense is is really good. Forget about the it's last the Copa Italia one. match where they, where they yeah, made listen. individual mistakes. The problem is the attack. You guys create a lot more chances, and you and even your midfielders create opportunities more than than Milan's attackers. Like when I watch um, Messias, Diaz, um, Giroud, uh, Salem Makers, the quality is not there to that level when you need to win these games at the end. For me, I mean, the fact that Milan is still there, they're still in first place, is an achieve. I mean, they they were not expected to get the. For me, before the season, I was thinking top four. I did not think that they would be fighting Inter to the Scudetto in the end. The two teams that I had coming into the year were Juventus uh, and Inter. Those two teams, Inter and Juventus, in that order. The fact that really? Napoli, yes, what a change of events. The, the fact that Napoli and Milan are both still in this, in my opinion, both of those teams have done such a good job to get to this point. It's a credit to them. And if they do lose it, you know, I don't see it as this, you know, this failure of a year. But you had that before Ronaldo, right? Not I had that's why I said the order. I had Inter and Juventus. I still thought Juventus was going to be there even without Ronaldo. Even without Ronaldo, they sh they you know everyone said Allegri no, is coming wrong. back. No, you didn't think Juventus was going to fight. No, for I'm the saying Scudetto? now. I'm saying now. This year, Bef before the season started. Before the season With started, Ronaldo. I did not think that we were going to fight for this Scudetto. With Ronaldo, I I'm going to be. Him. I'm going to be completely honest. I came into this season saying Pirlo's gone. We have a 
another change of the reins, we're going to be lucky to do top four again. Really? Yeah. Oh. You are okay. What's what what teams are better? What what squads are better I than knew, Juventus? I knew Milan was going to be better than us. Okay, this but year. You but can, you still you could definitely you could definitely see that even the you know last year it was going to be Inter and Milan. Inter That's fine, Milan. but you said be lucky to get top four. So that means Roma, Atalanta. Lazio, Fiorentina. You thought one of those teams was going to finish fourth above Juventus squad? Honestly, I get a lot. Of, I got a lot of heat for this, but I thought Roma was going to do a, a lot, lot better this year. With Mourinho. first year, really? I think they're no, doing amazing. Yeah, I mean, I think they're do. I mean, I think they're doing as well as was expected of them to do. But I thought they were going to do better. I thought Mourinho was going to have this instant impact where everything was going to kind of like fall into place for them and they were going to fight for top four. I mean, they're on our tail. That's I mean, the other thing yeah. is that if, if you keep dropping points, we're going to have a problem with Rome. And the only thing that we have is the head to head over them. It's five points. Well, listen, Ro Roma, I think are, are right in position where, where they should have been, how I would have saw in the beginning. I see your point, And I think Mourinho did have an effect in the beginning of the, of the season where they were on fire, but then, you know, unfortunately Roma have their limits yeah, with their course. roster. So you're not going to be able to compete. Mm. I would have actually, I, I thought like Marco, um, you know, Allegri coming in has that experience, knows how to win. I knew that the team was going to be boring as hell, and that's that's you know, Allegri ball is, is is evident. But Allegri's used to winning the game one nothing, yeah. so I was in shock when I saw, especially in the beginning of the season, the the results that that uh, you know Juventus had and, and the the points that they've dropped this whole season. Um, I was surprised because I would have thought they would have been always pushing for, for I think Scudetto. the difference here is that I think I kind of knew that Ronaldo was going to be on his way out. And I was like, it's going to be, it's gonna, something crazy is going to happen in the beginning of the year and it's really going to throw us for a loop. I really didn't expect him to stay. Right, we got Nostradamus sitting next to us. I mean, <laughs> How did you mean, know that? You got some insiders. You said <laughs> I got insiders. Marcello, you sound like the one that got the insiders. Come on. At the, at the end of last season, we all saw what the, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, we all saw what the mood was. We all saw what the mood was. I think now that I'm remembering the our early predictions for the beginning of the season of the top four, I think a lot of us were saying, a lot of us were debating if you were, were going to be in top four or not. I think Peter I don't had think any outside. of us. I don't think, I think the, the big debate that we all well, had was we disagreed on Napoli. I think only two or three of us had Napoli in the top four. I think Juventus, I, Juventus was in the top four. I, I'm pretty sure for everybody. I, th I think it was different. How, how I think we're think debating that for that is one. automatically in the top four after we got in on the top four last year over a Napoli error. Yeah, but then Allegri went back into the team. They yeah, but no, I mean, come on, it's re, it's re We gotta check soup. that it's, We gotta check it's that podcast. Come on, Marco. But if if you think about Juventus, I know you're saying that the team is so far off. If you think about it, Chiesa, obviously ifs and buts, but Chiesa doesn't get injured. Big difference to the season. The match against Inter just a couple of weeks ago that Juventus played a great game against Inter. They win that match. They're a couple points off. It's not like they couldn't have still been able to, to get into the oh, race. Oh, no, I, I, I agree with you there. I agree with you there. I if think we that... won the game against Inter, then I think you don't tie that game with Bologna. And I think you really have a shot of the Scudetto, but I really didn't imagine us being there. But then again, yeah, Vlaovic coming yeah, mid-season also, we didn't know about this. That's this was nice. a mid-season thing that no one expected for it to happen. Yeah, Chiesa, you could say that, but how many goals could he get you? He's oh, a great player. But he's not a striker is what I'm saying. Yeah, he's what still, that, that guy's still creative. He's, he's great not a striker. The guy on. puts a... But with losing Ronaldo, losing 25, 30 goals a season, it's going to be hard to get someone like Morata, who has, who's hot and cold and oh, putting was everything out. Yes, but that the was thing a thing. Is, is that that's, what I, that's what I'm trying to say. This Juve team, the goals were always a little bit spread out. I mean, yes, we relied mm. on Ronaldo a lot, a yeah, lot. Too for much. Goals. Too much for goals. But the thing is, is that Chiesa, I think he had his turning point in the Euro Cup. And I think this year, he probably could have put up a lot of goals. What's mm -hmm. a lot, though? I think he could have put up 15 goals. Yeah, okay, I was fair. saying the same thing. That's fair. I was thinking yeah. 15 goals. 15 goals, which, which at the end and of how the many, day is a And lot. how many does he, would he create as well? Exactly. And then how many does he create? Exactly. Just watch the watch the matches in Champions League when, when he was there for Juventus. You just see the opportunities that they create. I don't think you could under, undermine how important he would have been for Juventus this year. Anyway, whatever. That's, you know, it's water underneath the bridge. It doesn't matter at this point anymore. Uh, Juventus, we'll, we'll talk about Juve. They, they won against uh, Fiorentina Copitalia. <sighs> Fiorentina, they play their match. 
they played their style. I think it was too hard for them to to make up the one goal from from the away match. I think it killed them. And I think it just they put were a, the better team that game. Well, yeah. they were the better the team over leg. both legs. Uh, no, I wouldn't say that for the second. Did you say that they yeah. were the better team yesterday? No, I, I mean, really? I, I just like their style. Like, I no, think that the I, style that I, they play. I know, I know you're a. I mean, I'm a big Italiano fan too. But the thing is, is that I do think that yesterday we were the better, better no, team. You were better. Well, you had to. Yes, yeah. they 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 counterattacked. They played their moments well defensively. Anytime Fiorentina stepped up, you know they would win the ball back. They send one long, and then you would find Vlaovic. Yeah. You would find the guys up forward. You know, I just. It was a very hard challenge for, no, for Fiorentina and Italiano because they had to press up. They had to score two goals. No matter what, they had to score two goals. So the more that they pressed up, the more it fell into Juventus's game plan of send this ball long. Uh, style-wise, it's, it's I just that, that's what I would say. I don't appreciate the style as much um, against Who's Fiorentina. Style as much? Juventus. I, I, I mean, think your, your Juventus at home against Fiorentina, you, they, they're not able to dominate uh, the match. But in possession, but, you mean? Yeah. In possession. That's there. Because if they, they had a few chances, Juve could have been up more. Avlaovic missed one, I think. Morato also missed one. They had a, and then you had a the lot of chances. that was taken away. Uh, exactly. Be, so it would have been a heavy, could have been a heavy deficit for Fiorentina. To be fair, Fiorentina has embarrassed a lot of teams, all, all of which are, are competing for the Scudetto right now. Inter played a terrible game. Milan played a terrible mm. game. So Fiorentina have had the, the upper hand on, on a lot of teams. Allegri, his style is is uh, to defend. Even if you look at the Inter Milan game, Inter had less possession, so it doesn't necessarily mean with possession, you, you know, you win the game or should win the game. Fiorentina have that, uh, you know, high press, you know, possess possession of the ball. I think what they lack, and and you know, unfortunately, Kone for them this game wasn't effective enough. They need someone to be able to you know beat that player one on one and create that numerical advantage. And that's something that we don't see a lot in the mid to, to lower level teams. Um, whereas, you know, Inter, I mean, they Juventus, did have that guy. Who? Kone? Vlahovic. No, oh, Vlahovic. Yeah. yeah, they had him, of course. Well, <laughs> unfortunately, you have him, but you can't keep him, no. right? Money-wise. So, um, I, I just, obviously, we give credit to Fiorentina. I think even for Fiorentina of recent years, for them to reach the semifinal of Coppa Italia is a big step forward, and sure. they're going to be—they're still competing for a European spot. You know, Europa League would be an, a major accomplishment for this team. And finally, it looks like they have, you know, a great manager, Italiano, and uh, a solid project to build on. Where would they be if Vlahovic stayed? Hmm. Listen, I think even with Vlahovic leaving, the team has kept up with its uh, with its. Uh, Recent run of form, but right? where would they be if they had Vlaovic? If they have Vlaovic, I think they would be in the same position. They I, would be out in the I think they would. Oh, you don't think they would have made this, the different final? Story, different story. I'm sorry. I thought you meant within the league. I think Both. in a, in a head to head game, yes, Vlahovic. Maybe you make the final. Um, in in the in the Scudetto race, they'll still be far out of it. Would they be closer to fourth place? Yes, but I still see them outside of the uh, Champions League. You also have to consider Juventus wouldn't have Vlaovic on, on their side. Yeah, but then you also have Roma, Lazio. But then, but then they I think they would be very close to the top four position, games? and I think they would have made it to the final. I mean, even even without Vlaovic, Cabral, and Piontek, for the most part, they're doing... They've they're scored doing a combined five goals in Serie A together. Oh, how about, how about in Coppa Italia and Coppa Italia, Piontek has scored three goals. It's not that much. I know, and the strength, Italiano said, the strength of our team is that everybody on the team, we're, we're not relying on one player. Yeah. And he said the biggest, he he thinks the biggest mistake teams make is that they rely on one player to score goals. And he doesn't want to create a team like that. But I think if you had Vlaovic, I think Fiorentina's season would be very big. It's just, to, it's just to put into perspective, like teams losing your best player, it could have crippled a lot of squads, but it wasn't able to cripple them. And I give them credit for getting to the semifinals and to still be there for a European position. Yeah. What are the topics we got, Mike? Um, well, we want to talk about the other the other side of the Coppa Italia semifinals. Which one? With Milan and... We talked about... Uh, I mean, did we, did, we, well, did we really talk, talk about, about you and Fiorentino a lot, though? What do you want to talk about? <laughs> I don't know that say? amazing Bernadeschi goal. Uh, oh, that, came that came from a mistake. That came from a mistake. It was a mistake. Yeah, it, was a mis it was a nice finish, but it came One from nice it was a, it was a, it was a nice It was a nice, a dip. nice finish for nice Bernadeschi, who hasn't really scored at all. The, His two biggest goals lately were the two penalties taken in the Euro Cup. You don't want to talk about that. You don't want to talk about talk how about amazing Rabiot <laughs> played in that game. Rabiot did well. Rabiot did well. Rabiot has, I think, his best game of the season. Rabiot is for a new contract. 
Well, Bernadeschi well, scored the goal, and now he got his contract taken away. You see, they're not going to renew him. <laughs> Everybody plays good when their contract is expiring. Oh, you see these guys, they do unbelievable. Yeah. They, they do things that you would never imagine. Except Dybala. Oh. oh, boy. Wow. That was a sting. Zakaria mm. did well. He did amazing. I think that you put at least three to four more shots on off target and you become a little bit more threatening, even with Zakaria just playing. I think he's absolutely incredible. And I really hope that, like, you know... He doesn't like have these injury problems that now everybody's starting to kind of chat. Really, about. absolutely incredible. He seems like a good midfield. I don't. I think he seems good. He's good. I don't think absolutely. I, I'm not, I haven't like been. A, I mean, he's also been injured a lot already. I'm nervous I on mean, that it, sense. I know exactly. I'm nervous about that sense, but you okay. can't deny that Juve look a lot more well, threatening when he does. I guess play. compared to the midfielders that they do have. Exactly. Exactly. And yeah. I know you were trying to throw a little dig there, but yeah. No, exactly. no, it wasn't. Was no, no, it wasn't. Now you're learning, Mike. I, I know exactly. What are we? 15 minutes in, and yeah. <laughs> but I, it wasn't a dig at all. It was basically. What were you calling Mike before? What was incredible. the nickname that you gave him? Oh, FC Potster. FC Potster. I like that I one. I don't even hear that. Hmm. FC Potster. That that works really. She asked what team you supported. Yeah. FC Potster. I've heard better ones, but it's okay. Ooh. <laughs> Antonio Splipper still stays, I think. I don't that's know. a good one. Whatever. This, this might be the. I know, but I had to come up with something original. Sure. I could yeah. have I, I give him credit. Okay. That's good. That's not bad. That's good. Potster. It's also a little bit more accurate. What was yours? I didn't have one. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think. I can't Luther say Luther just mine. calls me Manolas. <laughs> He's going to call you Manolas until... He, I think he thinks that's my name. That's the thing. Probably does. I'll, I'll let him have it. I want, I want to know what Peter thinks of the final, though. What do you think's gonna <laughs> what think uh, is going to happen? First off, there's a lot of time between now to May 11. I know. I know. So, I, agree, I agree. But what do you... You know, what are your thoughts? I think Juventus is going to have a lot of venom, right? Because they're definitely not happy that they couldn't beat Inter uh, after having a dominating performance. <laughs> A lot of venom. What do you what do you want them to have uh, sugar? Like they have, they're gonna go for blood. Um, it's it's a classic. I just want to make sure you know that we're coming for blood. That's basically what I just wanted to establish. I just want you to know that we're coming for blood. Okay. Well, we're the snakes, so we usually are the ones it's going. Ooh. Pulling out are the you blood. scared? No, I'm not scared. I think in in a final, you know, uh, a one off game. Allegri has his ability to to win these games. Um, I think ma matchup, it's going to be a great matchup between Inter and Juventus. I think it's going to be a different Inter than what we saw when they did win that one nothing because it was an Inter trying to look for their confidence and they finally got their mojo back, if we, we want to talk in Austin Powers terms, right? <laughs> Where we were able Austin to... Austin Powers? No, wow, that's a throwback. That's a throwback. I'm that's still waiting for the new movie, by the way. <laughs> but I never watched that. You never watched no. Austin Powers. No, I never seen Austin Powers. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Austin Powers. That's like what's wrong with you guys. That's too a classic. So many movies, man. And you guys are part really of our watch, generation too. I don't even watch um, a lot on? of movies, but I what's saw what's going on. These guys. But I watch soccer, not movies. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> she got venom too. <laughs> no, but so let's let's rephrase what I had to say. I think it's going to be a game where Inter are going to come out with a much better game plan than what we've saw because now it's not a point of we need these three points now it's we need to win the game mm -hmm. um juventus uh zakaria back and and you know blahovic i i love blahovic i'm i'm gonna admit i was very upset when he went to juventus because i thought and i think he's gonna be a, a next level striker so this is a guy that can not just score goals with with uh, you know service. He's going to be able to create on his own. So he has yet to with the big teams, though. That's the only thing. Yeah, but you know what? The only the only one you could the only you know really big game he came up in was the the one zero with uh, but Villarreal. Look at he's look at left alone on an island. But I'm sorry. No, I didn't know. He's left alone on an island. I'm I'm waiting for him to have his big moment again, like in a big game. I, it it is like almost tactics, unbelievable at times where I see him. He has to try to take on like two, three guys, yeah. like all on his own. Like the team does not create. But for I don't him know well if you saw all. even for the Fiorentina match. Uh, a lot of it, he was uh, he only got there was a lot of bad balls that he got, like nothing forward, and he had to like kind of. Come yeah, I mean, back. he could have. He had two. He had two that he was one on one. He tried to chip. Oh yeah, he kept trying was, to go for the chip. That was that one. But, but that's that's fine. But I just think Allegri's style of football, it's hard for him to be scoring a lot of goals. You need the to, way he yeah. plays. Next year you need to build the, the system play. 
that around are him. around him. Yeah. But he was also unlucky. Like even in the Inter game, I still remember how he turned. He cut up Skriniar. Oh yeah, Skriniar yeah. for me is is the best defender in Serie A right now, and hmm. uh, he is one Look, of. One I would of. agree with that. <laughs> I mean, really? for sure. Yeah, I think Skinner has been the best. You know, I think he watching he's, him in he's person in that yeah. that I mean, he was he's a he's a behemoth. I'm not I'm not really a Skinner fan. Well, you should watch more soccer then. Oh! <laughs> he's not he's not my he's not my he's not my favorite defender on my your gosh. team. That's why he's not who I would he's not who I who would take it? from you. Who is it? Oh, I would take Bustoni just because of his well, age. Though is it because of his age? No, just no, just because of everything. What the guy is a wall. Hmm. You watch Skinner. That's a wall. Bastoni still has to put the cement on. So, anyway, let's uh, let's shift gears. Uh, I want to talk about I want to talk about Napoli. Napoli, they tied one one against Roma, the match that we were watching. And uh, towards the end of that game, Roma really built into the match. I thought Roma were going to steal the win. You know, there's for me. I know I know you said anything could happen. For me, that w- that was the final the final nail in the coffin for for Napoli and their Scudetto chances. I really give praise, and I do feel bad for Spalletti. I know he was getting booed by the fans after the match. Their home record, I understand from the home fans, is, is poor. They would be in like seventh or eighth place if all their matches were home compared to the way they would be in first. So I get that side from the fans, but I think what Napoli has done this season really is brilliant. I think that when you look at their team, so many people didn't even have them getting into a Champions League spot. Spalletti is a great stabilizer. I think he had to deal with a lot of issues with this team. I think back to AFCON where where he handled that situation extremely well. The defense really did start to look solid where Rachmani was a player that all of us, four out of four of us, would have counted out coming into the year. Angisa became a revelation. I thought he was a really great center midfielder. So these are the building blocks for Napoli. But unfortunately for them, in my opinion, the Scudetto is too far and, and I don't consider it a failure for them. I still think that this season is a success. I agree with you at a point, Marco. Um, I had a lot of high hopes. I'll tell you, I had a lot of high hopes for Napoli. The part where the biggest problem for me with Napoli from last season was could they keep doing, could they compete for the Scudetto in the last uh, few match days? And now, you know, fast forward to this this match day and it looks like they're not going to keep they're not going to keep their the same momentum that, that they had going. And that was the biggest thing for me. I feel like they lost their motivation and their mentality. And that's something I thought Spalletti would have brought in more, especially in the must-win games for games like this towards the end. And I don't want to criticize that, Spalletti that much considering this is his first season and all. But I just felt like it would be a different switch for Napoli where they would keep the pace going. And maybe I put them too high in the beginning of the uh, beginning of the season because I really want them to do better than they are now. But that it's like a sour taste in my mouth thinking that maybe with Spalletti they could go further than they did last year. I think reality just hit them. I think I think that they were really overachieving in the beginning of the season compared to where their squad actually was. It's just managing expectations, in my squad. opinion. But how high did they you think? You thought they were going to fight for the Scudetto? I thought towards what, the you end. Third, third, Not, play, third place? I probably had, in, but, I, but I had them fighting for the Scudetto the last when? few match days. When? The when last, did you have the, this? What do you mean, when? Like, when did you think that... I had them top four. Um, for yeah, the I know you had them top four. Yeah. They're in top four. I believe I had them third, but I had them so fighting... So they're exactly where, the, where where you thought they would no, be. No, but the thing is, I had them fighting till the last match day. I mean, they be, still are. They still are fighting. They're still the fighting match. till the last day. Honestly, but, I wouldn't count their them demeanor, out though. Yet. You don't count them out? No, absolutely not. I think I that's right. the worst thing that you can do is to count out Napoli. All right, boys. Manscaped is back sponsoring our IFTV podcast, and we got you covered. Use code IFTV for 20% off plus free shipping. It is as simple as that. We are getting down to the wire of getting the Scudetto. Mike, do you know what Scudetto champions do? Tell tell us, Marco. They take care of their body because they are champions. Guys, be a champion. Be a Scudetto champion. Get yourself the new Manscaped Lawnmower 4.0. I'm using it all the time, even throughout winter. I do not care. I always keep myself <laughs> nice and clean. There we and go. And even Michael... I compliment you every once in a while. You've gotten in better shape. I see the comments like, oh, look at his biceps. He's looking good. He's thinned out. 
you know, if you shave down now your chest, your your stomach, yeah. you're gonna look more ripped. I mean, to be honest with you, I haven't done anything differently. I was just uh, <laughs> using Manscaped. So you don't have to work out. I I mean, I haven't ran a single mile to be honest. Manscaped is making me look jacked over here, looking me in better shape. But regardless, since we do have this amazing partnership, I have been using Manscaped a lot more and does make a huge difference. And there's a, a bunch of new features that I do like. The skin safe technology is definitely one. Cause let's be honest, we all have those incidents that we never want to talk about, but it happens. You mentioned those a lot. Exactly. But Manscaped, it hasn't happened once and I'm so happy with it. And let's not forget, you could do this in the shower, clean, safe, everything goes down the drain. You could forget about it and you it's just that drain, easy. Mike. Yeah, maybe. It works like that. So far it's pretty good. And it also has a flashlight attached to it so you can get every little hair, Marco. It does not mess around here. And another thing that I didn't think I needed, the crop preserver ball deodorant. I didn't think I needed I thought I just needed like a cologne for my wrist, my neck, and I was good. But dude, I used this and it was one of those things that it's like you never knew you needed till you used it. There we go. So incredible stuff. And the fourth generation performance package from Manscaped is here. It's the perfect combination for oh, yeah. everything that Manscaped has. Guys, again, 20% off plus free shipping using code IFTV. Can't it is that. that simple. The link is in the top of the description. One more time, 20% off free shipping code IFTV. They are supporting us. Guys, go on and support them. It's such an easy gift to give to any of your friends. Now, let's get back to the podcast. All right, That's tell the us worst why. thing you can do. They I just tied so. to Roma. The match before they lost to Fiorentina. First of all, so I think come? that... What was your prediction on the live against Napoli Roma. I can't remember what you said. I think you gave it 2 1 to Napoli. I don't remember. I thought I said a tie. Or maybe you said a tie. Someone someone said a win for Napoli, but someone also said a tie. I think that if you look at Roma's form, I think Napoli were on like on par to tie that game. I think they were gonna have a really, really hard time winning that game given Roma's current run of form. They haven't lost. If I'm not mistaken, the last game that they lost in Serie A was against Juventus. No, Fiorentina. They lost to Fiorentina at home. No, he's say, she's saying Roma. Roma. Oh, Roma? Roma, Roma. Uh, I think it's like uh, a 13 okay. game unbeaten. No, no, exactly. I no, know. The, like, the, yeah, that's, the, that's la- true. the last time that Roma lost no, yeah, was yeah, against sure. Juve. So I, I really think you have, like, you know, a hard time, you know, blowing out Roma in but this But with game. a team that's fighting for the Scudetto, do they slip up in those games? Yeah. I mean, Considering I mean, their at, last two matches. Yeah, but every single team fighting for the Scudetto has slipped but up at one crunch point time or another. Now. This is it crunch doesn't matter. Time. That's exactly when you slip up. Your so you think they're still exhausted. in it? You think they're still in it? Napoli, absolutely. I hope so. You cannot they, count them out. I, I well, you, so you play too. the mind games. We know no, how to do no, no. I'm, I'm being sincere. I think Napoli's still in it. Also because if you look at schedules, Napoli have, still have a favorable schedule. Compared to the compared to Inter and definitely to Milan. Milan. I don't know what uh, favorable is anymore. Uh, Milan have a very tough. There are no easy games. Everyone thought you okay. I, I, no easy games. We just tied Bologna. You still have to play 100%, Bologna. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. I understand Bologna. <laughs> <laughs> but That's you also good. listen. Bologna, in particular, Mihailovic, you know, getting sick again created a big motivational factor for exactly. Bologna these last two games. So that obviously plays. Hopefully, in another two, you know, it, wait, we play next week, I think, in the Wednesday game. So hopefully, between the game this weekend, you finally and Inter, make up that game. They're gonna be That's able the to make up game, right? Yeah, it's and it's worse off for Inter. It's worse off for Inter to play it now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, sure. I, I agree. Yeah. So going back to all right. So you guys keep Napoli. In, I keep in Napoli in, and then also don't forget. Roma tied in the 91st minute. Mm. Like Napoli kept them one nothing. Yeah, I understand Roma, Roma, Roma had a huge chance. I understand. Chances too. I understand. In the second half, they, but, half they had extreme chances. No, Roma were better the second half than Napoli. That, no, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's what, what I'm, I'm saying. But, but like I said, every every game has its own story. So the, and the important thing is if Napoli are able to keep it one nothing, they win and they get those three points versus mm. a Roma team that hasn't lost in in a long time. Napoli, I think, have a better midfield. Uh, off the bench, especially if we want to look at the total package, maybe not the starters, but total package. I think Napoli have the best midfield in uh, midfield. Depth, in you're the, saying yeah. you're saying no. depth? Yes. No, nah, they don't. That's I mean, they I have said. Oliviera, Pellegrini, Cristante. Oli- oh, Napoli, Napoli. Napoli. Oh, Napoli. Napoli. Oh, I thought you were saying no. Roma. Yes. <laughs> if you look at total between <laughs> Zielinski, Elmas, uh, nah, Inter's, Inter's got Fabian the best Ruiz. Midfield. I would, I would who, agree. Who do we have coming off the bench? The, Vidal. Are we still talking about Vidal, guys? Whoa, whoa, whoa. No, I, I want to put Inter the best. Inter got the best midfield. Whoa, Maybe the starting, starting. But he's saying yeah. depth, though. He's saying everything. Okay, but the I starters, starters are way higher. I said you said everything. De- I said that. 
Okay, you can general. you can argue that. My play for Inter, but he is still one of my favorite midfielders. Absolutely. No, he's, he's not oh, good anymore. He's not good it's, anymore. It's, first of all, it's not the fact he's that not whether he's anymore. not good or he's good or he's amazing or he's poor. He's a player. He's very rich, man. <laughs> On the field, he's poor. <laughs> no, he's not. He's not good. He's he, come on, Pete. He fi- he fights for you guys. Okay, he fights, he, but if you ever right, watch him, he can't make a pass bench, anymore. But, but no. the thing is, is that coming off the bench—that's what you need. You need someone with fresh that can legs give red and that's cards off the bench. <laughs> No, no, this is the last year. He's not quality. He's not quality enough anyway, anymore. Let's talk about uh, let's talk about Roma. Uh, man, what a what a turnaround to the season they've had in these last uh, couple of match days. I know before before the last match we had uh, we had looked we had made a graphic and it said if we counted the last ten days, the last ten uh, match days, Roma would have been in first place. That's how good their form was coming into this. Okay, you don't like that stat. Oh, it's a nice stat, but the, the season is thirty-eight games. So, no, but it, but it's only given context to how Roma have turned things oh, around. That's it. I agree. And I'm very, I'm very content for them. I think that uh, Mourinho has done. He had a very tough task coming into the squad. I think that when you look at this team on paper, they are not a fifth place team. My, they're not a fourth place team. They're not a fifth place team. I think they're below that. Um, but and Mourinho had a big challenge in changing the mindset. Of these players that was his biggest thing and you watch they have scored seven goals after the 90th minute they have the character he's finally been able to instill the character and instill the mentality that they need to fight into the last second which was the biggest thing that he struggled with he's also been able to include young players like Zalewski who's been a really good uh guy to come in I mean he had the courage to play him in the derby and that really paid off because he did a great job against Lazio and I just, I, I really like the way that they're playing. The substitutions were so on point in the match against Napoli. Mkhitaryan coming into the match and almost playing like a Metzala because he picks up the ball deep into the midfield and he helps service the guys up top. Pellegrini puts a good ball into the box 10 out of 10 times. 10 out of 10 times, whether it's from a set piece or a cross or from the midfield, he always gives you service. And when you have guys like Tammy Abraham who could put the ball into the back of the net, I'm really impressed with what Roma's doing in this last couple of match days. And I know they have a hard schedule. These next games are really difficult for them. But I think they've turned it around. And when I look at I cannot believe that they have because that defense. Ibanez is a disaster. Ibanez is a disaster. He's hot and cold, that guy. No, no, no. There's no, there's no hot. <laughs> That's cold and cold. Sometimes it's less cold. Isn't he the one? He, but he's always he, cold. He gave up the penalty. Yes. Yeah. But but he is he makes he makes the wrong decision almost always. Ten out of ten times. <laughs> ten out of ten. <laughs> we'll give no, him, we'll give him like seven out of the, ten. The interesting thing with uh, Roma now is a few months ago everyone you know wanted Mourinho said it was like ah it's not working it's not working but you know slowly but surely I think you got to re- give Mourinho time to work I'm sorry no no yeah, no hundred percent that's what it is. But I think the biggest thing, especially in Serie A, is not giving enough time to a coach to implement mm. something. Exactly. After a few games, he's already on the hot seat if he doesn't deliver all the points. Well and that's why I never like judging based on one season like Spalletti. But it just hurts because I want Napoli to do so much better for that. Because he got Napoli in his heart. Um, no, I just, I just like I like the way they do stuff. Um, but what kind of stuff? Ten, like, ten jerseys a year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they got great style. Halloween got, edition jerseys. They're up to 45, 45 well, jerseys. They, well, that's how they're making all their money. Uh, but, but I just want to say, I think you for, made a good point. You I, made a very good point. About I just want to say, and I think Mourinho's the kind of guy that you die for. You know, he has your back. He fight for you. He'd lie for you. He'd do whatever you can. And I feel like it's reciprocated in the locker room so, with him. And you, I just wanted to finish off and be like, and and. If he keeps getting the transfers that Friedkin, that that the Friedkin group are gonna give him, I think next season he's gonna be a force to be reckoned with. Let it's me gonna, just give context fun. to that. He he, when I spoke to him, his biggest thing was he knows he's not getting those transfers. Like he said, this is completely different. He said, I need to develop these guys. That's mm-hmm. why he's going to Primavera matches, watching Felix Zalewski, all these kids. To help put them into the squad. Yes, he needs a transfer market, but it's not that you know yeah, Roma gets to this crazy, spot and yeah. then they're gonna buy all these big but players. But think, what he already got a few. He got um, the goalkeeper. He got Rui Patricio. He got um, yeah. Oliveira, yeah. and I think there was one more that I'm. Um, I must be forgetting. Well, 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 Tammy, I was gonna say, what do you think players. happens if they lose Zaniolo? Oh, Tammy, I forgot. Obviously. Honestly, they played good in the derby without Zaniolo. Uh, they did. Yeah, they, they did. They, honestly, the style of the I didn't know no, Zaniolo was gonna I, become a starter. I mean, what do you think happens with? Their transfer market. If they sell Zaniolo, do you oh. think they might be able to they, use that sixty million exactly. in better places? Honestly, I could see it. 
That's a, that's a good point. Yeah. One one other guy that that I was going to mention just to, just to touch on his point. I know you want to say something. Um, Tiago Motta is another good example with Spezia, where the dude was fi- the dude was fired in December. He was gone. Even after he beat Napoli, he beat Napoli in that match. They were trying to to sign Giampaolo. Giampaolo rejected Spezia. That is the only reason why Thiago Motta remained on a job. There was also the clause. And and then he beat Milan in that controversial match. And they won three. He won three matches in a row for Spezia. Their first time in the history of winning three in a row. And then he got coach of the month in, in January or February. Not I don't bad. remember. But like that's another good example of sometimes we have to not judge so quick and jump to the conclusion. Crazy. You need to see. You need to see little things. And from the inside, I'm sure you could tell. But now people are talking about how good of a job Thiago Motta has done with Spezia. Yeah. That's true. Good point. No, I was just going to go to what uh, Mike was saying about Mourinho. You know, I, I'm Mourinho to death. What he did we'll for, see if you for, are this for, weekend. For Inter. It's, it's <laughs> oh, great. We'll see if you keep saying that. Oh, boy. Um, but let's not forget, he's used to going two years, maximum three years with a club, and then he needs to, to leave. So I know this is a different project than what he's done in the past, where it was win now, and, and he had a blank checkbook to be able to sign whoever he wanted. So that could, could change the, you know, the outcome of things. But... With, with this Roma team, he's he's going to look to develop them, get these younger guys, which he's always done, uh, to be fair, even with Inter. I mean, Balotelli, you know, even obviously, obviously Mancini gave him the, the chance, but on the Mourinho, Balotelli really flourished. Davide Santon came up through through Mourinho, and he's given a different players that opportunity, even with the Inter team that had superstars. Um, but who do you think but, is really going to look at him after Roma? Uh, That's pl- the thing. Mourinho? Yeah, plenty of time. I, I, no, but he's not. He's not doing this two, three year but, thing. Yeah, he's, he said I, this it, a long term. It was thing. one of the things that yeah. I asked him about. Is like you only stay at teams that are for three years. He's like, but this Roma is completely different. Well, that's than what I'm my saying. It's a different so project. He's thinking about a long term. Yeah, I mean, he's thinking about it. But like I said, I think it's not so much what he's thinking about. In, in any relationship, there's multiple factors to it. And in this case, it's the ownership group, which I think will always be happy with a Mourinho, um, given his results. But also at the same time, it's the players because he his way of doing things, he demands a lot from his players. So usually after those two three years, the team is 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 absolutely tired, mm. you know, and, and he takes out a lot of energy. So let's see what what happens. And he but, can also end up dividing the locker room and not. Yeah, but you know what? I think Roma. I think Roma is the right place for him because he needs to pick a team that has that us against the world mentality mm. real madrid is very difficult because real madrid is a, is the beloved team um and then real madrid a lot of the players you know they were very close with the barcelona players so for them to to see barcelona as the complete enemy and like you know n- not to to be harsh but like you'll kill your enemy at any mm-hmm. at any point that didn't fly with a lot of the real madrid players marcella three teams that are getting relegated which are they I don't even know what the bottom of the table is. Salernitana, right Venezia, I'm Genoa, gonna... Cagliari, Sampdoria. Those are really the five teams. Yeah. It's basically in that order. Genoa might be 19th instead of uh, Venezia that I said. Genoa's actually last right now. But I'm Genoa's not, last. I'm really going to hope that time. Venezia stay up. Which are the three teams that are going down? <laughs> don't I don't want no hope. No Stradamus. No, no hope. Yeah, no, no Stradamus. Which are the three, Marcello? You need a second? I say it's going to be... Say, I say Cagliari, Genoa, and Salernitana. Ooh, you think Cagliari is going down? And Venezia gets saved. Pete? No, I think Pete it's... Kurt? These, these three teams are, are going to go down, unfortunately. I'm with Pete. Because just Genoa can't score. Yeah, but... Venezia no, have had a terrible great. run. No, Cagliari are good. Cagliari just beats Sassuolo, six too. six points up, aren't they? Uh, f- but there's, a game, there's games in games hand. hand. Yeah. Okay. The other two guys. But, I haven't been looking too much at the bottom of the table Yo, lately. Can Salernitano, can Davide Nicola pull another miracle like he did with Crotone I in really, 2017? I hope so. Because he just won. He won their their last two matches in a row, which we did not expect for him to even be able to do. He did it against Udinese, right? It was the, the same match as the Coppa Italia. And the one before that, was it Sampdoria? I think it was Sampdoria, Sampdoria in, in Genoa. He won yeah, both of Sampdoria those games. Sampdoria's been playing terribly. Yeah. Sampdoria still risk. Sampdoria do risk yeah, going are, down yeah. because they are poor. I don't know. I I, I kind of I, I've been saying Salernitana will go down, but 
Have they Nicole has I done mean, this before? I really wish Nicola could do this because he has such an amazing story and we talked about it so much on IFTV. I think it's gonna be too hard. Okay, man. so you wish that. So which is the third team you want to go down instead of Salernitana? Wait, what? I think it's Cagliari gonna... or Sampdoria. Wait, what? You said you wish he could save Salernitana. Oh. So which is the team that you push down? Well, Sampdoria, uh, Sampdoria gave us the biggest chance. So I, I'm always grateful for them. So I'd have to put Genoa. No, Genoa's already, already down. Oh, Genoa's already in the bottom. Okay. So it's Cagliari. You're not gonna put Cagliari because you got your Greek dude over there. I'll put Cagliari. He, he'll go to another Serie A team. All right, mm. fair enough. Yeah, I mean, Wait, so why, staying. why can Mike say that he hopes Salernitana stay up, and I can't say that I hope Venezia stay up? No, you can. But I was asking you your prediction. Whatever. He said his prediction yeah, yeah. is those three teams, but yeah, then he said yeah. he hopes. I need a hope and Just then a, a prediction. Nice story, you know, it's a, it'll be a nice post for us if it, if he does go up. But I like Cagliari better. Do you? Salernitana, yeah. I think they got better players. It's tough. Whatever. It's a knock uh, for knock. What's uh, any other topics? Oh, I think we have one other topic. Um, we know uh, Italy is going to have this match against uh, Argentina. Mm. The big talking point has been uh, Immobile and Insigne, if they're going to stay on with the national team. Now, I know we're about to end, <laughs> so I don't want people to start. I don't want you guys to claw each other's start eyes a whole out. New thing. I already see Peter. Hurto, his foot is shaking. He's looking He's trembling off. over you. You see the jawline? Martin. <laughs> Martin. Like in his forehead. One, you? you like that jawline comment. Marcella, as I could already tell what she's going to say. Do you guys think... What am uh, I going to say? You're going to say the Immobile should not get cold up. Uh, I don't know about that. Oh. Okay, so we'll go to you last. Do you think Immobile and Insigne should still get cold up to the Italian national team, Peter? Immobile can get cold up, but he can be the last man on the bench. Because, unfortunately, we need to we need to change tide. Um, there's no, you know, no push for the World Cup. The Euros in another two years. At that point, Immobile is going to be older and we need some young blood to come in so at this point you didn't know him over his age he's 30 right something like no, that. you just say he's gonna be older he's gonna be old i don't know and some, everybody in two years is gonna he's be like older. 30 31 he's 32 right 32 now. Wow. so it'll be 34 at that point so it's not that he can't still be that great goal goal scorer in, in Serie A with the lazio shirt but he can't do it with the azzurri um but why though <laughs> why ask him, give him a he's, call. he's he's blocked mentally so at that point there there's nothing you can do i wanted do. to hear peter's answer yeah i know the the, the azuri shirt is too heavy for him um i also think that in Serie A, he scores goals but look at the majority of his goals and they come in bunches and a lot of times it's versus the mid to bottom tier teams um you know he's he's just not a prolific goal scorer on the big stage. And it even goes to the point that when he went to other teams in Europe, Borussia Dortmund, he failed. Um, And not to say that, you know, there's a, he's a good striker within Serie A, but he's not the top striker that the Italian national team is used to seeing for so long. So Scamacca you want starting? Is that what it is? This this is my frustration with Mancini is, I even uh, agree to a certain point his motive or his reason to keep Immobile in that game versus North Macedonia, right? But I I fault Mancini for not giving Raspadori and Scamacca more time in other games Mm -hmm. in the friendly. He was so worried about trying to get Immobile hot that he did not give the same attention or give the same opportunities to Raspadori and Scamacca that who knows, maybe with five to ten games as starters, now, all of a sudden, this Italy team might be playing a certain way where we're not forced to say, hey, but Immobile scores 30 goals. No. Scamacca had already proven or has proven that he can do it in the Italian national team. Or Raspadori coming in gives a different outlook to this Italy team. You can make that move versus North Macedonia and put a Raspadori. Scamacca and he scored two injured. goals for Turkey. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 have, I, I have nothing to add from what Peter said. I completely I know, reiterate I, that. I actually completely agree with you 100%. Well, I, I, what happened? You were making fun of me that I don't know what you're going to think. <laughs> so you said exactly what we said. No, you said that I thought that Immobile should be cut 100%. That's not enough. what I'm saying. Fair enough. Fair I enough. Think it should be cut 50%. 50%. No, I think the only thing that I want to add is that and this is just like, you know, kind of building on what you were saying. I think that Mancini did the correct thing, making Immobile captain in that match. I think he was trying to get the locker room behind him because that's when he performs the best. And Immobile is a player that he needs to feel like he has the support of everyone. So I feel like Mancini thought the armband was going to do that for him. And he was trying to make him, you know, get hot. And he didn't. 
Any other different opinion, Mike, or do you agree with? I mean, I know Mike shaking his head at me the whole entire time I was talking. No, not not on you on what Mancini did based on that. (laughs) But no, I I agree with all the all the all the points that you guys said. (laughs) (laughs) No, you know that's true, but not in Greece, but in India. When oh, they shake no. their head, that means yes. Who told you this? Yeah. He, Google it. It's like a snapple friends. Google it. They said, let's see if we'll I can, check if out. I can make check out for the podcast. This. I'm telling you. But, um, yeah, uh, like I was saying, Raspadori scored two goals the game after for third place against Turkey. Whatever. It wasn't a must-win match or anything. But they should have. he should have bet on the youth. And I'd call up Immobile for the next one just based on meritocracy if he does keep scoring goals. But I, I wouldn't start so, him. Insign- Did we all say Insigne? No. First of all, I think that Insigne and Immobile deserve their goodbye, guys. They deserve goodbye. knowing. Yeah, they, they deserve do. a goodbye, really? Of but you just said Immobile that you would did. keep him, so we'll goodbye. No, 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 no. I'm saying I would keep him for the finalissima against Argentina because I okay, think they deserve fine. their goodbye. Whatever, okay. That's fine. Now, I'm not saying keep them in the long run. For that one yeah. game, you know. That's okay. It's like, it's like you it's know. It's a friendly. It's a, it's a friendly. It's like a, you know. Yeah. Uh, and I think for Insigne, I think I put him in the same category as Immobile. Unfortunately, uh, when it came to the Italian national team, yes, the the Euro Tiragiro was was great, but I think we just got caught up in that in that uh, champ that Euro run where everything kind of went perfect, and and not for nothing, we tied a lot of the games in, in regulation. I was gonna say so I really don't know we if didn't, it went completely. <laughs> no, I mean, it, it well, went perfect first, in the sense went, that we won. Yeah, it went perfect okay. in the sense that we yeah. won, yeah. but you know, I think don't expect you know, it. Yeah, so. I, I, I think Insignia is just... Uh, Antonio. It's true. <laughs> Antonio throws a million things at a wall. One is stuck <laughs> over five years. Still got it. <laughs> so, that's how I see. And then Insignia making that move to Toronto, I think really uh, paints the picture in the sense that he's already done what he's... What he's... What, he, what he's, he's supposed done what he's to and do. he's done. And yeah, it. exactly. He made his next step. All right, guys. Anything else? Anything else anybody's got on their mind? We're not going to talk about predictions for for Scudetto race. Is that it? We're done. We always do. we already did yeah, our predictions. I feel like we bring it prediction. over time, but yeah. What's your prediction? Ahead. You're going to say Napoli? No, I'm not going to say Napoli. God forbid. God forbid. You just stuck up for no, Napoli. No, wow. no, for, no, that's no, messed no. Up. You stuck up for Napoli no, 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 that they're wait, in the no, race. No, no, no. I exactly. I said they were in the race, but that's not who I hope wins the Scudetto at this no, point. No, not who Milan. you hope. Who's going to win the Scudetto? Milan. Who's going to win the Scudetto? Milan. Milan's going to win the Scudetto. Milan's going to win the Scudetto. We all, you stack him, no change. You can't change now. That's to show yeah. how, we, we change how, far, how far Milan has fallen. That how Juventini far? all support Milan. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> Wait, wait, wait. No, 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 no. Now I got to explain myself. Hold on. No, we know hold already. Hold on, hold on, hold, hold on. on. The most important thing going into the Scudetto race. He's talking race, to the mic, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> the most important thing going into the Scudetto race was making sure that Inter don't win a second. Uh-huh. Putting you guys on a run is the worst thing that we could have abs- absolutely done. Anyway, Marcella, it was no. very nice to have you <laughs> yeah. on our on our show. Never gonna be invited. The- <laughs> never gonna be invited back on again. No, you're, you're absolutely. We will kick Peter off before. Uh, no, before what do you mean? Peter's happens. great. Come on, Peter. I hate his team, but he's great. There we go. Appreciate Fair it. enough. Fair enough. It's Appreciate it. Truth right there, right? There I we hate go. your team, but you're great. Okay, what's going on? After ten minutes of uh, of you two fighting, uh, guys. Anyway, <laughs> thank you for everyone uh, for watching. Uh, we will see you soon. Make sure you tune into all of the matches this weekend on Paramount Plus. We got big matches: uh, Inter against Roma, Lazio, Milan. So many good games to look forward to. We will be live for some of the matches. And Antonio is returning from. Aruba. Aruba. He said tomorrow, right? Aruba, he's returning. He's trying to make us do another podcast. We will not do another podcast. We'll just leave him here, let him talk to himself, and uh, let him get his fix. Did you see the video of him, by the way, today? Yeah. He, Are you going to let me plug in like the a, club a little bit, though? I will. I will. Can, yeah. can I? Uh, let me say Antonio. Did oh, you see I don't him know. Looking it like sounded a, like, you were cl- like you were closing it, saying no. goodbye. It was just Did open you see Antonio acting like a caveman? Not Did a caveman, it? a fisherman, a raw no, fisherman. He called himself a caveman, didn't he? He said caveman. Did Yeah, he said he was a caveman. Because he was breaking the scungeel. With the rock. That's unbelievable. It's ridiculous. He's a man of many traits. Um, raw. Many traits. After dipping it into the, In the water, water. he said it was cleaning. The salt water. He oh, said it was, it was to clean away the concrete, he said. Yeah. Which yeah. I don't it know where the concrete came from, but <laughs> 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 it was on a rock. So, Marcella. 
Oh, well, thank you guys, number one, for having me on. It's been great. It's been a long time coming. So happy to finally get to talk with you guys. And um, just for all the New York Juventini out there, the Juventus official fan club of Empire State, we meet at Legends Football Factory for every weekend game, sometimes for the midweek for, you know, Champions League next season, obviously. Hopefully. Mm, obviously. <laughs> and um, hopefully also for the Coppa Italia final. So um, we hope to see you there. Peter, you're going to be well, at no, I actually have a story. First Uh-oh. off, they do a great job, even though as an Inter fan, I have to say, I do follow you guys on Instagram through friendship, of course. Thank you. So I don't, <laughs> he's the one I don't, reporting your I don't, account every single time. I don't time. put any likes just for, you know, No, but he's got his eye on us. Principle, it's okay. But I do see what you guys are doing. Thanks. So it's more than I it's, can say from, from Marco over it's, here. It's, oh. There's oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. a shot fire. You've been hanging around with Mike Potster. But just a funny thing. So when Juventus was in the final versus Barcelona, you guys did lose, but... That's nothing new. Uh, <laughs> That's before my time. Okay. But there was, a Juventus, time. there was a Juventus club. That was before my time at the club. I wasn't at the club. Oh, before your time at the club. No, no, no. No, no, I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about the club in general. Exactly. The so, club in general. So, so I'm saying that was before my this time. This is the funny story. The the funny story. Let me tell, tell the story. So there was a, a massive line. I felt like I wasn't going to be able to get in. One of the... The owners, what's his name? Tommy? I don't know. Bold Jack. guy? The, own, the owners Jack. of Jack, yeah. Jack, okay. He saw me, and I guess he must have saw me before that I was at the game and I'm wearing an Italy jersey. And he's like, oh, yeah, he's part of the Juventus club. <laughs> so that one time, I said, yeah, yeah, I'm part of the Juventus <laughs> club. <laughs> and I was able to get front row seats to watch that, oh that, that the that's Barcelona game. So. That's fun. That's pretty funny. Like everyone, everyone would have done the same thing. Of course, man. The yeah, line exactly. was literally out the, door. out the door, around the block. Like, you couldn't get in. I mean, the Madrid final, I won't even tell you how many hours I got there early before the game. Wow. He was probably turning to say, oh, yeah, yeah, me, okay, whatever. Okay, be careful. I'll come in. My grandfather will kill me. <laughs> <laughs> guys, as always, thank you for watching. We'll talk to you soon. Ciao, guys. Ciao, guys. Ciao, guys.